Continue working on your scene or open the scene flexmaterials.max if you need to catch up. If you're using the flexmaterials.max scene, chances are your working folder is different from the system used to record this movie. This means you will probably need to reload the appropriate cache file you downloaded along with the scene. Simply select the water surface and click the point cache modifier. Click the load button and load the file ripples.xml. As in the trailer, you'll use mental ray materials as they work best with the mental ray render. You'll start with the arrow. Go to about frame 30 or 45 to get a better look at it. As mentioned before, each arrow animation in the trailer is actually made of two narrow arrows traveling on two adjacent paths. For simplicity purposes, you are dealing here with only one arrow. You can still give it a two-color look by adjusting the material accordingly. The render in the trailer makes use of a white and blue material. Here, you'll use white and red. Go to the Slate Material Editor. Drag in an Arc and Design Mentor Ray material. This is the most common type you use with the Mentor Ray renderer. Double-click the new material to see its properties. Name it Arrowhead. In the template list, choose the matte or pearl options. Let's not make the arrow particularly shiny. Drag the output socket and drop it on the arrow to apply the newly created material. To change the default dull gray into a mix of red and white, you will use a gradient ramp map. Drag out the diffuse color map in socket and choose to add a standard gradient ramp map. Double-click its node so you can edit its properties. To see the effect in the viewport, enable Show Shaded Material in Viewport. At this time, it's a little hard to see. Double-click and change the two colors at the edges of the gradient ramp to red and blue. This is only temporary, so you can make out how the gradient is affecting the object. This gives you a better idea about how the map is applied. Even better, select and isolate the arrow. Go to the Modify panel and turn off the Path to Form and Taper modifiers to take a look at the box. The gradient is a bit more predictable, but the edges still seem to have a slight bleed problem. Make sure the base box entry is selected in the modifier stack and apply a UVW map modifier. By default, the mapping is equal in size to the box. Make the mapping width a bit bigger to ensure there are no more color bleeds. Also, you want the gradient to run in the other direction, along with the arrow trajectory. Set the W angle value to 90 to get that result. Now you can change the red and blue colors to your liking. In this demo, I'll use a dark red color at both edges of the gradient. Once you set one flag color, you can copy it to another. You can also add more flags to fine-tune the gradient look. This will do for now as far as material color is concerned. 
A closer look at the trailer shows a certain amount of fade in the tail of the arrows. This can be achieved with another gradient assigned as a cutout map. Drag out the cutout map in socket and choose standard gradient ramp yet again. Enable show shaded material in viewport to see how this map is affecting the object. A cutout map works mostly with grayscale values. If the pixel is white, the object is opaque. If the pixel is black, the object is transparent. Anywhere in between will have a degree of transparency. Double-click the new map node to edit the gradient. Adjust the gradient so you have more white towards the front and more black towards the tail of the arrow. When you're done, re-enable the modifiers and exit isolate mode. Test render the scene to see the results and how the arrow tail fades out. Next, you work on the water surface. Drag a new arc and design material into the viewer. Double-click its node and name it Water. Apply it to the water surface. Although there are templates for water in the arc and design material, you will adjust this material from scratch. This is not ocean water you're dealing with, just a bit of water in a shallow pool. Set the reflectivity all the way up to 1. You want the water surface to be reflective. Also set the transparency all the way up to 1. You want the water to be clear, transparent and refractive. Next, set the diffuse color to black. Watercolor comes from reflective and refractive color filters. Set the reflective and refractive colors to shades of aqua blue. Finally, set the BRDF controls to work in IOR, or Index of Refraction mode. By adjusting the IOR value in the refraction group, you can control the amount of distortion you get looking through the water. A render at this time would certainly not look good. One reason is the lack of convincing lights in the scene, the other is even simpler to understand. The water is fully transparent, and there's nothing to see behind it except a black background. You need another surface underneath the water. In the top view, Create another plane object, slightly bigger than the water surface, about 2.5 by 2.5 meters should do. It doesn't need to be too detailed, 4 by 4 divisions should be fine. If you experience render artifacts later on, you can increase the segments. Move it down a little bit so that it's underneath the water surface. Create an arc and design material for it. Make it a matte finish and name it Pool Floor. Apply the material to the new object. Render again. Now you can see something, although it doesn't look great just yet. This will look much better with proper lighting, but we're not done with materials just yet. The trailer uses a caustic effect to account for shallow waters. Here, you will use a bitmap to simulate the pool floor. In the Diffuse Color Map slot, 
assign a bitmap and use the file mosaic.jpg you downloaded for this tutorial. Set the tiling to about 6x6 and render again. It's starting to look better and you can see the effect of refractive distortion. You can adjust the distortion by playing with the IOR value. A value of 1 offers no distortion. The higher the value above 1, the greater the distortion. Let's use 1.5 in this demo. You're done with the materials, but the scene still doesn't look convincing at render time. You still need to define the lights that will make the ripples stand out. This is what you do in the next movie.